0: Welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hovot Halevavot, the monumental book of Rabbi Baia Ivan Pakuda, and we're in the in the fifth chapter, The Gate of Wholehearted Devotion of All Acts. And in this chapter, it's been very interesting because it's a whole conversation between a person and the Yetzer Hara, and how the Yetzerhara Hara can be so shrewd to get a person to, to to doubt himself, even in very religious ways. So today it says <clears throat> that, uh, that the Yetzirah will come to you, he will come to you and he will say, through your deep faith and perfect deeds in the service of God, you have attained the lofty levels reached by the pious and righteous. You are singular in, you, in your generation Unique among your contemporaries, and it is right that you show your superiority to them by deprecating and diminishing them, point out their evil deeds and all attention to the wickedness in their hearts, humiliate them and rebuke them for it um, until they are ashamed and return to God, regretting their past. So what the Yeter is trying to do this per, to this person is tell them, oh, you're so righteous, you're such a righteous person you have perfect deeds, you're in such a high level that you should really educate everybody around you and you should be amongst the people that go reproaching everybody and making them see their wrongs in their life, how bad they are. And in this way, maybe they'll turn around. And and he says to him again, he says in this way, you will be following the practice of the prophets As it is written, you son of man tell the house of Israel about the house that they be ashamed of their inquiries. So Rabbi Pakuda says the way that we should answer our yetzer hara when he's trying to make us feel so big and so perfect and that everybody's wrong and you're such a saddick, you're such a wonderful person is that you should answer your yetzer hara. How can I condemn and humiliate someone whose attitude to God in heart and mind, I don't know. He's saying, okay, maybe he's behaving in such a way, but I really don't know what this person carries inside of his mind and his heart. Only Hashem knows what why he does the things he does. Who am I to judge this person? Even if outwardly he appears to be contemptible, inwardly he may not be the way he appears to be outwardly. We never know why people do what they do. Although the prophets shamed and rebuked their contemporaries, they did so only because Hashem gave them the power to do that, who looked into people's hearts and knew the evil thoughts. So the, the prophets, in the times of the prophets, and we don't have prophets nowadays, they knew what people had inside their hearts and their minds because Hashem gave them prophecy. He gave them this uh, nevoa. He gave them this ability to be able to look into people's hearts and minds. And that's why we have all these prophecies of the, of the, of the prophets where they're rebuking people. But we, we are nobody. We're not prophets. And uh, and how can we know what people have within, them, within their hearts and, and, and what are their secret thoughts? We have no idea. And so with my, my knowing in the inner life of one who appears contemptible in my eyes may be much better than his outer life. In fact, his inner life may be better than mine in God's sight. So, yeah. Maybe in my outward behavior, I'm a great person, but maybe inside of me, I have this great battle. Only Hashem knows what's going on inside of me. And only Hashem knows what's going inside of that person. So this reminds me of a story that I received this week, which is a beautiful story of the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov used to, he was very, very much into knowing with who he was gonna share the world to come. He had this thing that he wanted to know who was going to be with him in the world to come and one day he had a dream that he was going to share the world to come with a very simple woodcutter uh, that lived in the woods and that he was going to share the world to come with him and the the dream was so explicit that it even told him where this woodcutter lived. So the next day the Baal uh, harnessed his horse and he went off and he went to the woods where this woodcutter lived And he went there to visit him and see him. And when he saw him, he didn't even think this guy was a Jewish man. He didn't look like a Jew. He didn't think like a Jew. He didn't behave like a Jew. Like he was a very brute complexity, very tall. He was almost like a giant, very fat. And he worked very hard cutting the wood. And he was, look at him and look at him. And he saw nothing special of this guy. He was, on the other hand, not at all refined. And he was wondering, what? he was like, maybe I had a dream that is not the truth. Maybe it was just a a dream. So uh, when he was gonna leave, he saw that the man, he did keep Shabbat. He was a very simple Jew. And when he was gonna leave, he asked this, this man, he said, tell me, why do you eat so much? He ate a lot. He was always eating, 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 eating. And he said, why do you eat so much? So the man, the, the simple woodcutter, answered him his, uh, with tears in his eyes. He said, you know, my father was a very skinny little man and he lived in this town where the go- governor of the town hated the Jewish people. He hated them. And uh, he was very, very mean to the Jews and he came to a point where he uh, asked every Jew to convert to Christianity and if they didn't convert, he would, he would, he would, kill them so when it came to my dad he he hit him so much that he killed him but my father died instantly he died very fast because he had such a small complexion I was a little boy and when I saw this I promised myself that I would eat a lot and I would grow a lot that I would become very big and very heavy so if anybody ever comes to kill me because I'm a Jew it will take them a long time to kill me. It won't be so fast, and in this way, I can do a bigger kiddush Hashem. I can sanctify the name of God in a great, in a in a greater way. So the Balshantov was beyond himself. Like this, this guy. Like look at the intention of why he eats. And the man said to him, I, well, even when I eat, I don't even taste the food anymore. It does. It, I don't do it because I like it. It doesn't even taste anymore to me. I do it because I have to keep myself strong, and big. And uh, and so the the, the Baal Shem Tov looked at him, and and he says, "Now I know, now I know. The question is, why do I deserve to 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 be with you in Gan Eden? Because really, intention is everything. You can see a person that looks so so not refined and eating, 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 and you might think, okay, he's just a glutton. But in reality, the man has such a holy intention when he eats, and you don't know what's inside of his heart. So." So this is what this this teaching of Rabbi Pakuda is is giving us and he says here the Creator makes demands of a person only in proportion to his knowledge. He's not going to, Hashem doesn't judge people the same, he's not going to judge the great great rabbi, uh, the greatest rabbi who learns Gemara all day and is all day learning the same way that he's gonna judge us because it wouldn't be fair each person has a different uh, level so Hashem judges people according to their level according to who they are, their personalities, where they were born who their parents were, uh, how they grew up what was the the way that they grew up the, the, the things they were taught. Hashem is not gonna judge people in, a, in the same way. So each person is judging me in a different way. So he says here uh, <clears throat> that the creator makes demands of a person only in proportion to his knowledge and I'm therefore more blameworthy than he is because my failure to fulfill my obligation of service to the creator despite my awareness of these duties is more severe than his deficiency, deficiency of duty of ignorance. So if a person knows more He's gonna be judged more, and if a person is more ignorant about his 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 um his culture, his his religion, or who he is, then he's not gonna be judged the same way. Uh, and um and so it is possible that his vices are external and disclosed, while his virtues are internal and hidden. So a person you can see him with vices, and they're external, and everybody sees them but inside he has internal virtues which are hidden and me on the other hand this is the, the, the person talking to the Yetzer Hara. in my case it's the reverse maybe outwardly I look like a perfect person I, I, I behave in a beautiful way but inside of me maybe I'm not so so holy maybe I'm not so virtuous so the same is true with regard to transgressions one sin of mine outweighs many of his because my sin is covered and concealed while he's open and con- con- conspicuous so the person that is sinning outwardly is open and maybe my sin is, is internal so reward for his virtue is reserved for him in the world to come punishment for his transgression in this world will be reduced because people scorn him for it because he, he, people make him shame, feel shame for what he does so in a way that pain of shame cleanses him and in that way he's, he's cleansing his, his sins. So, but in my case, however, punishment for my transgression is reserved for the world to come because nobody's shaming me. I don't feel any remorse or shame or anything for the things that I feel within myself. So moreover, preoccupation with other people's faults and scrutinizing their bad traits would prevent me from scrutinizing and identifying my own defects and faults a task which is more vital to me and more basic an obligation. You know, this week I, I heard there's a singer, his name is Nissim Black, and he's, he's an African-American man from the, from the United States that converted to Judaism. He lives now in uh, Jerusalem and he's a very famous singer. He's amazing, he's incredible and very inspirational. And he's a man, he's the truth. And he was being, um, he was being uh, interviewed by Ben Shapiro, and he asked him that, what does he think about uh, social injustice and racism and all these things. And you know, he answered him, he said, you know what, I don't pay attention to that. I think the more power you give to it, the more it's going to be attacking you. It's going to be more relevant in your life, and I, don't, I really don't pay attention to that because I don't want that to be what rules my life. I'm I'm dedicated to my career, to singing, to bringing joy to people, to my religious study, to praying, to doing mitzvot. This is what I'm concentrated on. I'm not concentrating on on inequality and if this is fair or that's not fair. And then there were the people that comment on these things and there were people like were like, hello, how can you be in denial, look at what's happening to the black community, whatever." And he answered to them, look, I'm not in denial. I know this is something that exists, but in reality, I'm not focused on the unfairness of the world. I'm more focused on my insight on who I am and become the person that Hashem wants me to be. This is where I put my focus on. And I was like, mind boggled. I was like, wow, what a person. Really, because in reality, yes, anti-semitism is gonna exist all, 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 all our lives, it's something that exists since the first day of creation racism is something that exists, it's something that is here, it's all these isms are things that are part of the of the world but the more force you give to it the more strong it's gonna become if people would focus themselves more in the inside of themselves on who they are, what type of a person I want to be, what type of a person I want to become, what type of of, of, of values I want to give my children, what do I want to give to the world? Not what the world can give to me, but what can I give to the world? And you're more focused on that than these other things that are external are not gonna be able to grab you and take control of you. And that was the, what he said. So, So he said here, That that when a person doesn't look within himself the faults that he has, which is more vital to me and more basic an obligation, my condition is like that of a sick person whose own illness prevents him from focusing on the illness of other people. You know, when a person is very sick and cannot think about other people, he can only think about himself and whose own cure keeps him from attending their cure. So may we always have internal um strength to look within ourselves to look what we have to really work within ourselves and um and more about that than what's going from the out in and in that way we will be able to really be a, a shining light a superstar in this world and the Yetzer hopefully won't take a grab of us so remember live a little higher thank you